ever emergency podcast for bro chilla uh we have a couple things we'd like to discuss with you today uh we're having this emergency podcast because a lot has transpired since we recorded on uh friday of last week for our monday ep uh so some topics are going to be our breakdown and wrap up of the second round nba playoffs conference finals predictions picks and thoughts uh, NBA draft lottery updates and our uh, thoughts on the Lakers coaching situation. So uh, that's what we have on the agenda today. Ruben, tell the fans what's up. What is up is Kawhi Leonard is ice cold, bro. Ice in his veins. <laughs> what I like the best out of, of out of what happened is all the videos that came up after. You know, just you saw with uh, his laugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all those little mixtape. The best one I saw was the one by Spice Adams. Did you see that one? I didn't see it. You have to show oh, it to yeah, me. Yeah, you gotta see that we'll one. post it on the page, too, so everyone can see yeah, it. Yeah, we'll repost it on the page. Check it out. It's pretty funny. But that's the best thing. I think, like, dude, like, we were watching that game here. and uh, just, just turned it on, too. Yeah, I just turned it on. I just got in, and uh, we were just talking about, man, I hope this goes to overtime. Yeah. And then Jimmy Butler comes up and ties the game. And, and then the announcer is saying four seconds he could even dribble a little bit, you know, yeah. get in a good position. And the fact that Ben Simmons and Embiid covered him, yeah. you know, they both had a shot to, like, block it. And he still, you know, got that shot off. And, and the way it just kind of landed, man, it was just kind of destined. I don't know. I think Kawhi Leonard is a god in Toronto, and he ain't going nowhere, bro. Ooh, he ain't going hot, nowhere. Hot, hot take. Um, yeah, that shit was amazing. Uh, every now and then we're lucky enough to catch a buzzer beater. I know maybe 75% of the buzzer beaters that happened in the NBA through the regular season playoffs, whatever. Typically I just see them on highlights because if it wasn't in the Laker game, I probably didn't fucking watch it. Right. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to watch that cause me and Ruben just got home. We turned it on. And, uh, like he said, Jimmy came down, did his thing. I think Jimmy Butler had a great playoff series and, um, I'm hoping that, that he becomes a, a top target for for uh, the Lakers this offseason but I don't think the Sixers are going to want to let him go after they kind of learn that he's almost as important to that team as as Joe Embiid is because when he performs they they do good and when he's absent they they suck yeah um but uh yeah the Kawhi shot was insane uh the way it bounced on the rim like three times hit the top of the backboard and then just fell in was was epic finally got to see Kawhi have a little bit of emotion which was cool um, I do agree that it takes that type of memorable moment to submit yourself or kind of tie yourself to an organization. So I do think that he's going to heavily consider staying in, in Toronto. Um, but uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts on the 76ers side of things, though. Like, where do they go from here? Because 
Ben Simmons was supposed to be the next Braun. Joel Embiid's supposed to be the best big man ever. They have they made trades for Jimmy Butler midseason, Tobias Harris midseason. They have JJ Redick. Like, what else could they fucking do? I mean, I think just one guy beat them. Because uh, the rap the Raptors, it was a one man show. You know, it, it was Kawhi Leonard, hundred percent. It nobody else. I just think if they get, if Kyrie goes to Toronto, mm-hmm. if if like another major person goes to Toronto to help out, you know. Kawhi, that team is dangerous because that, that 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 team is doing damage with 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 the Kawhi by himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think if he he's able to get somebody else in there, I think it, it, that team is unstoppable. But I think uh, the Seventy Sixers. I mean, it's just the Seventy Sixers, bro. I, I I mean, they just they just got beat by probably one of the best players in b- basketball ever, dude. Yeah, and that's that's just plain and simple. Like he's a, he has that clutch gene. That they talk about all the time, you know. That's that's that Jordan moment when he, you know, hits that buzzer beater and he jumps up in the air. You know what I mean? That's that same moment, but in our era, right? Or yeah. when you know one of the Kobe moments. That's just he's cemented forever as one of the best players. And I mean, they did everything they could. They tied the game. I mean, and Beat could have played better throughout the whole series, but it came down to the last play, and he played that perfect. You know, it was just. I think the only thing they could do is fire that coach. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you, you have a good point when you said that they got beat by one guy because that's true. That that also says even less about the Sixers. But what I want to highlight about that is that Kawhi on the Raptors is kind of like the first time in a long time. And we could say the same thing about Giannis that people are starting to see what it's like when each team just has that one player that's the superstar and he carries everyone else. Like it was when, when MJ, I know he had Pippen and all that. And when, when Kobe had his Lakers squad that he was just carrying to the finish line and stuff. I think that's what Kawhi's doing. And it's reminding everyone how exciting that is when all these teams are competitive. Everyone has one superstar that's just godly. Um, so it's, it's rare to have that kind of player though. Oh no, it's hella rare. And that's why it don't ever happen. But it's always, it, it's cool to see like a guy just because like you said, he beat the Sixers by himself. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you one guy who had a big game on that team. No. I mean, and then you switch it over to the Portland game. Like, uh, CJ McCollum won the game for the, the last game, but he's been kind of absent the whole series. Yeah, but, so. You know, so Damon was having an off game. And he had, like, 18 he, points or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he had, like, 13. And he had an off game, and he picked him up. So that's, like, that's the good thing about having two superstars in one team. Yeah. You know, that same thing with the, with, with the Warriors right now. You know, KD's gone. But now they got to deal with Steph and Clay. Yeah. Right. Which, which is, I mean, there's never an answer, right? You take one person out, the other two guys turn on. But when all three of them are on, it's crazy. It's dangerous, you know. But the same thing with with the Raptors is, they, like, Kawhi knows if he's not on, who's gonna who's gonna yeah. turn it on? So he has to be he on. He has to be on. He yeah. has to. He has no choice. And, and they were they were trying to talk shit because they're saying it was like his worst shooting night because he shot like 16 for 39 or something like that. Um, and uh, usually, he, like the lap, like only people who shoot like that are like Kobe or MJ um, to to get his his thirty nine points, whatever it was. But I think the fact of the matter is, is that like you just said, Kawhi knows if he doesn't show out, they're gonna fucking lose. Yeah. So he he went in. It's game seven. He did exactly what everyone wants their best player to do. Like when it's the fourth quarter and. 
the Cowboys are down, you're going to say, feed that shit to Zeke, right? Like Kawhi said, I'm just going to take every motherfucking shot. I'm going to make every play because I'm the best player on this team and it's on my, it's on my back. It's kind of when LeBron said, just give me the ball and get the fuck out of the way. Exactly. You know, same thing. (laughs) You know, that's just, that's just not Kawhi. He said that to himself. Yeah. Um, With the awkward laugh. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so the Raptors are moving on um, and uh, they're playing the... Fuck, why can't I think of their names right now? The, um, the Bucks. The Bucks. So, who do you got in that series? Uh, Bucks. Bucks? I, I don't know. It's, it's really Giannis versus Kawhi. Yeah. Because they're, they're, both, they're both a one-man show. Yeah. And those two teams. So that's kind of interesting. Which kind of brings me up to the next point where the Warriors are going to win. <laughs> so, so I, I think that the, the Bucks will win too just because they have better three-point shooting. And like you yeah, said, it's Giannis versus Kawhi. Kawhi's better than, than Giannis, but the Bucks just have a little bit more around He's got more Giannis. support. Yeah. Um, and then going to the West, so you're picking the Warriors to beat the Blazers then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, but they, like, you know, Damon did say, like, you know, they are due for an upset. They are due for an upset, but I think the way uh, Steph and Clay clicked it on, you know, the last couple games, the last two games. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, once KD comes back and turned out to be just a calf strain just because he's uh, too skinny, uh, you know, so I think once they get them all back together, they're, they're all clicking and all cylinders and they're, they're going to they're gonna win it all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. So I think they will get past Portland, but I do think that um, this is going to be one of those years where it's a, a odd team to win it. And I, and I think that the, the, the um, Bucks will, will, will win it all. That's a hot take. But I will say this, I've been paying more attention to this Warriors want run than I have their past three years or whatever, because obviously I don't like the Warriors. And I've noticed that they've actually never really had smooth sailing to the NBA championship. Like they've gotten lucky with injuries almost every time in the conference finals. Yes, but they've always had controversy and drama in the playoffs. So I think like for the first time, I noticed that not, not like how good the Warriors are, but They've been on the brink of elimination for a couple years now, and then they find ways to win. Even if the series, they only gave away one one win, one game, but they're close games, and the Warriors make two, three big plays in the last two minutes that separate them, right? So it's like those types of things I've actually noticed now, and it's crazy to think that even the best team, as stacked as the Warriors are, bro, like they could be beat. No, I think, I think you're just putting it in perspective where – you think of the Warriors as like this godly team because they have all those players. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're still normal. They're yeah. still normal as dudes. Uh, they're just slightly better than the Rockets. They're slightly better than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, to be honest, Clay Thompson's no, no better than Damon. You know what I mean? Fuck he, no. He, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, and Steph Curry, yeah, he's good. But I would say, I would say that, you know, Steph Curry and KD is pretty, uh, I don't want to say equivalent, but pretty, pretty much. Pretty much even to CP and and uh, James Harden. Yeah. You know, would you put one against the other? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're both, like, really super freaking awesome stars. Draymond Green, he's a role player. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... He played good, too. Like, I've been watching him, too. Yeah, but he's a, he's a role player. He's a role you know player, I mean? yeah. Like, there's a lot of role players there. They got a good bench. You know what I mean? But, like, in reality, if you kind of take all that away, they're still a normal team. So, like, a, a lot of times people that don't watch the, the Warriors play often, you know... And watch the game. They're like, oh, they're they're pretty normal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so you kind of realize, dude, everything's just hype. 
Yeah. It's just it's just they have when you have superstars like that, they're those are the guys that have a higher probability to make that clutch shot and make that big play when it matters, and they have more guys that have that probability. So that's why the odds are in their favor. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So so real quick, since the Rockets are going home, what the heck do they do now? They gotta fire that coach. He doesn't have the answer. Fire the coach, you, bro. You 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 have the players. You have the players. You I mean, you just don't put the players in the right position. And they go out and do what you tell them to do. So yeah. it's like, so what? What else do you want them to do, man? Like, you know, you. I think it's 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 time for a change, mm-hmm. and they need a uh, get a new coach out there, new they system. Need to hire Tyrone Luke. <laughs> hey, that's real. Um, and I think they'll do some personnel changes with the players too, and it'll be interesting because CP three looked old in this series, and he's owed like another hundred million plus for the next like four or five years that he's on contract. So they're gonna try to move that. I think. Um. So, NBA draft lottery, we just witnessed that. How you feeling, Rube? It's pretty nuts, man. To be honest, that's the first time I ever watched the lottery. I never really, <laughs> never really give a damn. Uh, I don't even watch that about draft. I'm a big football guy. You know, I, I just – but I think this time around was pretty exciting just with, with all the implications that were involved with all the teams that were saying if they got the first pick, they're going to trade it for AD. Yeah. And then uh, just how everything landed. Now this whole offseason is going to be – Flipped on his head. I think. Uh, I think. You know, if I'm putting my wizard hat on and I'm predicting the future, I think AD stays with the Pelicans and, and re- rekindles that relationship there with Zion. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Kyrie goes to the Lakers, and hey. the Lakers turn into Cavaliers point two point up. Take it. You know, and it, it would have been even better if Tyron Lee was the coach. <laughs> yeah, because then uh, J.R. Smith comes over. <laughs> you know, all these players. You know, uh, Steve Love. What was Kevin Love. Kevin Love? Steve Love. What <laughs> <laughs> fucking Steve Love? Yeah, Kevin Love. Bro, that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, I, the draft lottery. I don't know how the metrics work, but now it's a different system. So it's not just if you have the the least amount of wins, you're going to get top three pick. So again, I don't know how it works. Look it up. But basically, the Lakers had a two percent chance of getting the number one pick, and I think like a five or six percent chance of getting in the top four or top five and um they made it all the way to top four which is great considering that we only we were so far back um i feel real bad for teams like the knicks and the suns because they had terrible records and the suns are the sixth pick and the knicks got three and that's kind of that's kind of bs so i do think that that'll cause kind of a, a up rile and the nba will have to like implement some more things to, no, it to just makes it more competitive just because you suck you can't tank you can't tank yeah i mean you, you nothing's guaranteed anymore yeah you know like you know when uh kind of nfl does this a lot where like oh man if we're gonna we're gonna lose we got three games left everybody just kind of shuts off yeah they they, the they just shut their players shuts down off. they're like hey we're gonna sit everybody out and you can't say shit because they can get hurt there yeah where in the nba it's like you play that motherfucker <laughs> yeah um they, they got minutes restrictions on the nba um but yeah, so that was exciting to see the Lakers go up top four. I think that's great. I don't think we'll draft someone there. I think we're going to use that as trade bait in a package deal with some of the young guys and some future first-round picks. Um, but to piggyback off your thing, I think it's super ironic, like the irony behind everyone. The Knicks wanting to trade Zion for Anthony Davis and the Lakers wanting to trade a top three pick for Anthony Davis and then the Pelicans get it. Um, I do think there's a small 
chance that Anthony Davis says, hey, I want to take this little homie under my belt and show him the ways of the league out here in NOLA, yeah. there's a possibility. But at the same time, Zion plays power forward and he's undersized already as a power forward in terms of height. And Anthony Davis hates playing center. So if, if, if the dynamic's going to be Anthony Davis at center, which he's already publicly like, he doesn't like playing center. He played shooting guard all growing up, and then he just hit that growth spurt in college. So that's why he moved to power forward. Um, so I think that could be a, a little riff there. But uh, regardless, I'm speaking from a bias, so I hope Anthony Davis comes out. Um, but yeah, exciting draft lottery. Now the draft's like a month away, so got mm-hmm. our pennies in a bunch for nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> And a last topic, because we missed it last week, is Lakers hired Frank Vogel as their head coach. And they've also noted that Jason Kidd is a prominent assistant on the staff, which I don't know what that really means. But um, we didn't talk about that. Um, Ruben, good coach hire, bad coach hire? I think it's uh, it's more behind the scenes of uh, grooming Jason Kidd to be the, the main, the head coach eventually. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Uh, they're, they're, they they threw out some smoke, you know what I mean? Hired this guy, and then eventually it's kind of like the Jason Garrett situation with Wade Phillips when they brought in Jason Garrett to be the the offensive coordinator, and he replaced him. And then they knowing that eventually Jason Garrett was going to take the head coaching job. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think uh, I think the new coach is going to come in knowing that the leash is pretty short and that it's it's not a uh, it's not his job to keep you know it's his his job to hold keep the seat warm until all the heat's off of uh, Jason Kidd and then uh, when the time's right they'll make him the head coach yeah yeah no yeah I think so too I think that it's just like a like a smoke train because they favored Jason Kidd and we've seen on on SportsCenter and whatnot multiple times that Jason Kidd has like a troubled history Uh, he didn't have the best turnout in Milwaukee and he I guess he tried like getting more power like being the coach and the president of operations and GM and all that shit so he kind of has like a bad reputation low-key he had like a, a Dewey or something like that along with a, uh, a divorce because he, he abused his wife or something like that. So he has like a track record and, and the Lakers are too kind of like public of an organization just to get behind him right away. So too much heat. Yeah, okay. e- exactly. So, but I, I like the hire and people were throwing shit at it because Frank Fogel coached the Pacers when they had Paul George and Roy Hibbert and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals three years in a row, made the playoffs four years in a row. And the only reason they didn't go to the NBA championship because they were the best team or the second best team in the East all those years is because LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh were on the heat. So they got eliminated all three years by LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh. So it, it says a lot about that. If that if they weren't if LeBron was in Cleveland, Bosch was in Toronto, who knows who would have been in the NBA Finals, right? Yeah. So I, I think he's a good coach. He's defensive-minded, so it'll be exciting. But, uh, yeah, it's just time to wait and see. So um, that, I think exciting that's all. Stuff. Yeah, I think that's all we got. Any closing thoughts, Ruben? No, I mean, I think it's a great time for sports every week. I mean, every day there's something going on. You know, at least for me there is. Like today I'm, I'm going to watch the Warriors play. Tomorrow I'm going to watch the Sharks play again. And then the Warriors play again. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's kind of like an everyday thing kind of going on. And, and it's fun when you have, like, actual teams that are making it to the finals. You know, there's been times before where, like, this time sucks. You're just waiting for, you know, preseason to start for football or something like that. Yep. Right now, it's, it's exciting. And I think the NBA is doing a, a freaking pretty awesome job. But I think, what's going on with baseball? Nobody's... I Dodgers are good. They're, like, 27 and, and 16 or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, we forgot. We've got to mention that. Ralph's a Dodgers fan now. Yep. He was a Giants fan, and then uh, went to one game. Yep. And then he came back, back repping the blue. 
<laughs> um, but hey, thanks for rocking with us. Emergency podcast. We'll see y'all next month or this coming Monday. Ghosts. Yeah.